2: it's not human intelligence if someone doesn't value logical consistency what logical argument are you going
0: to give them that will demonstrate that they should hello and welcome to the godless revolution today is march 31st this is episode 327 i'm dan ellis joined remotely by two awesome co-hosts mr taylor grin okay, bye. <laughs> Say hi Taylor. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> there's there's a bit of a delay I, I... and stuff with the internet and all that jazz. And Mr. Ryan Mustachio Duffy. Oh, yes. So I referred to you as a the Mustachio Lothario in the previous episode because sometimes I like to use uh large and obscure words i don't understand you were (laughs) i was going i was going to ask if you knew what a lothario is
2: i'm pretty sure a a lothario is a badass mustachioed stud that's that's exactly what it is
0: yes (laughs) we'll leave it at that i i was i was wondering if maybe uh sarah had had listened to the episode and you know, asked you about being a Lothario, but she may not have heard it yet because I only finished editing it and posting it last night. So that's so. Oh, what it's a Shakespeare it, it character because it
2: it's
3: absolutely a Don Quixote <laughs>
2: character. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what? What kind of insult did you use on me now?
0: It, I mean, well, it it kind of depends on your perspective. Maybe maybe you would think it's an insult, maybe not. I mean, if you call me a a douchebag, (laughs) a what, a pimp, (laughs) Mm -hmm, maybe, no, not really. The Google
3: image results for that are amazing.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. I think, uh, I, I think I happened to Google it while I was editing, uh, and yeah, the results were kind of fun. Ryan's going to Google it now, I'm sure. <laughs> so I, I will hear eventually. I'll probably forget what
2: <laughs> words you called me here. I have to go listen
0: to the podcast to, to hear it again. <laughs> so, and I should probably issue a preemptive warning that Dan is a little bit drunk because it's a Wednesday and it's been a long fucking month and week and day lately and a lot of shit has gone on. So I'm currently enjoying a nice Cuba Libre and I don't drink. Very much or all that often these days, and I've had half of my big tumbler here of my cuba libre. Are my cheeks a little bit more rosy than normal? I, I can't. Well, really so tell. to
3: me, your screen is now frozen, um, and oh, it's no. you right in the middle of this amazing laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can hear you just fine. Uh, you are quite rosy. How do I make a screenshot? Oh. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't well, know. Yeah, I'm I'm mad, grandpa, man.
3: This shit and just take a photo with my phone. <laughs> I too made a heavy drink and it is now gone.
0: Oh, good. Well, I've got fantastic. a
3: stone IPA, which is a 6.9% beer. So mm-hmm. I
0: like, I like beer. Do you like beer, Senator? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like 12 year olds. <laughs> so what has been going on with you guys lately? Uh, let's go with, uh, Taylor first. Hey, yeah, I um. so I have been doing a whole
3: bunch of research for our episode mini series thing that's going to happen at some point asterisks in the future uh-huh. um, on Christian nationalism uh, and what started with some research into whether or not there was a link between all of the anti trans legislation and a thing called Project Blitz turned into like a whole ass rabbit hole <laughs> And so I was originally going to talk about that stuff for today's episode. And now I'm not because I'm actually like sending emails and doing real big boy, like journalism type research, (laughs) like leaning back on the stuff I did in college a decade ago to start digging into this.
2: You're totally going like Washington Times or The Post. The Post.
3: That that was the movie. I I don't have that kind of. No, (laughs) I'm not that good, (laughs) but I do have tons of free time so i am uh using it and it's been just a blast just an absolute blast if you if any of the readers feel like doing kind of a read-along um three of the biggest books that i've been reading in preparation for this mini-series have been um the power Worshippers. Uh, which is by Catherine, Catherine, I want to say Catherine Bell, but I'm pretty sure I'm conflating two people. I know Um, it's not Catherine Zeta Jones. No, it is not. (laughs) Um, here. So anyway, I'm going to get back to that name in a second. So I'm also (laughs) reading, um, uh, the American myth by Andrew Seidel. He Mm -hmm. is with the freedom from religion foundation. And that book is just amazing. It was my favorite book out of 2019, Um, just a fantastic book that digs into like the historicity of, um, whether or not America is a Christian nation, uh, spoiler alert. It is not. Dude, Andrew, um,
0: Andrew Seidel is a badass. Have you guys seen his, uh, debate, his most recent debate? No, I've got that on my playlist. Was
2: it the one that I, that, that I linked to you guys? It was like a month ago or so. That was a really poorly he, not that he did a good job but it was like the way the format was was really hmm. bad and the other guy was being a kind of a fucking dick to him the whole time <laughs> well i'm gonna treat this like a courtroom and in a court of law uh
0: i like don't you i don't motherfucker i don't know i don't that that may be i don't remember that bit of it but i sent you guys a link to that one on facebook well his okay. his closing uh his closing argument for that debate was fucking amazing and he made a separate clip of that that he's posted out on YouTube. I'll include oh. that in the show notes for this because it was really fucking that, good. I think I did see that. I think
2: you might have shared that one with us. I, I, that guy shared with me somehow. I remember watching it being like that's fucking
3: like fuck yeah. Might have been in my notes that I've got for the the overall mini series project. And that might Could have been too. Cuz I remember it. watching got it on a tab. Yeah.
2: Yeah, might that might have been through, through somebody I watched it and I was like fuck yeah. Yeah, I fucking will crush him. Yeah. I will be sure to include that in the show notes. Andrew Seidel's uh, debating style, he doesn't fucking hold back. Yeah. If he he thinks you're a piece of shit, (laughs) he seems to voice that quite well, being like, but he's eloquent about it. Yeah. I think you're horrible. Yeah.
3: And this is why. (laughs) Right. Right. So, so I read his book, American uh, uh, Founding Myth, The Founding Myth. Um, I also read Catherine Stewart's The Power Worshippers. Um, and it's been fantastic. Uh, she also did the good news club back in 2012 Ooh. as I'm looking at her, her bibliography. Those are the two books she's done. And she's obviously done journalism as well. Uh, yeah. including with New York times. It's, it's been a fantastic read. Um, she did some really cool stuff like digging into the actual power structure of the Christian nationalist movement. And then in addition, I've been making my way through a book called taking America back from God. Uh, And I'll get you the, and that's by Andrew Whitehead and Samuel Perry. And it's more of like a sociological, like ethnographical kind of look at like, like who are Christian nationalists through data? Like they used Mm -hmm. a significantly large survey to actually analyze What Christian nationalists look like demographically and how, uh, the demographic movements of voters has been going, you know, towards or away from Christian nationalism. And those are my big books that I've been reading. And obviously, you know, dozens of, of articles and news and that kind of stuff online. I would just chime in to say that if you want to read any of those books,
2: and this is coming from a conversation I had with you, Taylor, uh, Mm -hmm. Andrew Seidel's sounds like
3: his is the easiest to read. It is it is a masterpiece. Like I'm I'm not just gushing. Like it is such a good book. Like it's a page turner yeah. about American constitutional history. Like you wouldn't <laughs> think that sentence would happen, but yes, yeah. and, such and the reason why I say that is it, because it's
2: it's the way he lays stuff out versus here
3: is just the data. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He, he really gets into like the, you know, the diaries and letters of founding fathers yeah. and talks about what they were thinking when they made, uh, America a secular nation. Um, and then I would say the close second to that, Ryan, would be, um, Catherine Stewart's, uh, power worshipers. It feels like, uh, I mean, I would be doing her a disservice to say that it feels like a journalistic drama because it's not. But she creates such a sense of energy around these organizations and people who are using dark money and and underground connections to, you know, undermine the American political system for their own gain. And it's just it's so compelling. Um, So, yeah, highly recommend. And then if you're a numbers guy like I can't speak ill about taking back America. For, taking back america for god but it's just it's a numbers book and so if you care about like stats and data like it's a fantastic book but it's just so much more based in that you know yeah numbers thing it's like reading Piketty's, you know capital in the 21st century same kind of thing like it's useful but it's just a little hard um but i mean that's you know that's what it is like it's still an incredibly useful book
0: Gets into so, yeah, weeds, if right. if you
3: have the money, go out and read those things as we're getting ready to bring you a mini series on Christian nationalism, what it is, what they're doing to our country, and what you can do about it.
0: That's fantastic. To be
3: determined. Sorry to interrupt. My bad.
0: No, that's that's awesome. I, yeah. I stumped all over your little closing there. But that's that's fantastic. I'm I'm really, really looking forward to that. And I will be sure to put links to all three of those books and Andrew Seidel's uh both the debate and his just you know separate little closing argument in in the show notes for this episode because yeah that's all fantastic they're all fantastic resources going forward yeah and what's new with you mr duffy i don't know we expend complete shit yeah well i know that you worked a whole lot right you, yeah you, yeah because I of just, your shift change from
2: last time we talked I've been at work the entire time and my grandmother passed away. So that was no fun.
0: Uh, yeah, that's, that's not bad. That's not good at all. (laughs) God damn. It it was, it's sad trombone, right? (laughs) I mean, it's good to bring
2: a little left. I mean, you know, it's, it, it it sucks. It was expected.
0: Um, you know, as much from, as it can be anyway, right? Like you, we, we talked about this a little bit before we started yeah. recording that it, you, you, you prepare as much as you can and it, yeah, it's expected, but you're never really prepared for it to happen. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I, we, we lost
2: one guy with us on a deployment where like trying to like, you got your stages of, of grief and, and. I can remember with that one going through the stages of grief being, being told, Hey, uh, Ray's dead. Then we're like, well, where's his body? You don't have a body yet. He's not fucking dead. He could still be out there somewhere. Fucking go find him mm-hmm. and going through that whole process. Like he's not fucking dead yet. He's not fucking dead yet. You haven't, you didn't bring a body back and then going to like having a body be like, well, fuck, how did this fucking like going through the anger mm-hmm. and cause that was, you know, and, um, deployed situation, combat zone situation, it's the unexpectedness of it, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. hits you a little harder sometimes when, versus this time, it was like, I got the call, and it was that instant shock of like, shit, it happened. Mm -hmm. But then instantly going to, well, I knew this was going to happen. She was 92. Good long life. I can accept this. Like going you through the acceptance. The bargaining. Oh yeah. Like yeah. going through, like there's no bargaining. Like what am I going to bargain for? Yeah. Like there's nothing to bargain for in this situation. Not, you know, not that I like it, but it's part of life. Yeah. So yeah. Going through those, like, I think I more rapidly went through the stages and was a little, not happy, but Glad that it happened to her sleep.
0: Oh yeah. I mean if you're gonna go, that's yeah. the best way, right? Yeah. Where you just go to sleep and you don't wake up again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well I'm sorry, man. That it sucks either way. Uh, like I said, there's you can you can think you're prepared, you can believe you're prepared, you can do everything you possibly can, you know, imagine to prepare, but you're never really no. fully prepared to lose a loved one. And so I'm sorry man that that sucks for sure. Yeah. Yeah, never never a good thing, never never an easy thing. And as atheists, we can't even say, "Oh, well, she's gone on to a better place," right? That's And I'm glad nobody said that on my Facebook. Oh, yeah. Well, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Y- yeah, th- that is something that we struggle with in the atheist and humanist communities because you know if you're a, if you're a religious believer well then you're offered all kinds of promises that there's an afterlife that it's better than this life that this life is just the the doormat to wipe your feet on before stepping into the afterlife where if you've been a good person and have worshiped this invisible sky wizard in the way that pleases that invisible sky wizard you're going to get a mansion in the sky made of gold and you'll be able to see all of your dead relatives and pets and everybody else and everything will be sunshine and roses but as an atheist it's that this is the end i don't i will never see this person again all i have are the memories of times spent with that person and how they influenced my life and made me a better person, worse person. How, however they, you know, however their influence, uh, h- however they influenced my personal life, uh, yeah. will be the things yeah. that I, that I remember and treasure and cherish and look back on of, of them being with me in this life. And just the thought that I'll never see them again can be really sad and lonely, but, I, I don't know. It's I, I don't know who it was who initially said it, but I've I've always believed that it's much better to believe in the cold, harsh truth of reality than you know wishfully thinking or or wistfully thinking and desiring a, a more comfortable lie. I, I would much rather yeah. be told the truth about something. Mm-hmm. Can I read a,
3: a, a another one of my stupid quotes?
0: Yes, absolutely. As long
3: as it's not stupid. <laughs> I know, it's not stupid. It's it's um it's actually Richard Dawkins. <laughs> okay. um, uh, we are going to die, and that makes us the lucky ones. Most people are never going to die because they have never been born. The potential people who could have been here in my place, but who will in fact never see the light of day, outnumber the sand grains of Arabia. Certainly those unborn ghosts include greater poets than Keats, scientists greater than Newton. We know this because the set of possible people allowed by our DNA so massively exceeds the set of actual people. In the teeth of these stupefying odds, it is you and I in our ordinariness that are here. We privileged few who won the lottery of birth against all odds. How dare we whine at our inevitable return to that prior state from which the vast majority have never stirred.
0: I like yeah. that a lot. That's, that's I, I, very yeah. nice.
2: I like Richard Dawkins, and I think it was uh, Janet Uterer. I think it was her. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I might be giving someone else credit for something someone else did that was one of our fans, but they posted something out there with uh, uh, like a heavy metal group that had Richard Dawkins come out at the end. Like Their last song on stage was... All like a tribute to like a Richard Dawkins thing.
3: That's, uh, that's Nightwish. And I was actually going to initially ask Dan to make that song, the song that goes at the end of the show. And then I realized it's 20 minutes long and that probably wouldn't (laughs) apply. It's, it's my favorite song by that band. And that's my favorite band. I've seen them even just
2: a portion of that live performance where Richard Dawkins comes out on stage at the end Mm -hmm. and reads out that whole, I don't know if it was a, a
3: poem and mm-hmm. i guess the best way to say it yeah no like, that, wow. i mean like i'm not joking around like that that song makes me cry almost every time i listen to it it is my yeah. favorite song like it is amazing um and it comes from a album that is itself a tribute to darwin and uh dawkins yeah yeah
2: i liked it so, i didn't watch the whole concert because i was actually skipping through it and i'm like oh, actually they're for heavy metal band i'm like they're not yeah. like like death metal or anything like that. I'm like, no, no, no. They no, don't even see like metal. super heavy metal. I'm like they actually put a lot of thought into these, yeah, yeah. songs
3: and composing them. And I'm like, wow, this is mm-hmm. I kind of like yeah. this. No, that that was almost certainly their live at Wembley, uh, show that they did, in, I want to say 2015. But, okay. like I can't. I'm not going to literally bore our listeners. That is my favorite band. I love the shit out of them. They're so good. <laughs> Nightwish is amazing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the the album is the greatest show on earth. Um uh no, the album is Endless Forms Most Beautiful, the song is greatest show on earth. Um, both of which are Darwin's and Dawkins references. They're they're fantastic. Go listen yeah. to it. Like, yeah. They're amazing. Um actually their bassist recently retired and it made me very sad. So and they'll get a new one. Yeah, but Marco can't be replaced. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I think this is a good time. I, know. I, to, I can't transition out of that.
0: <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I think this is probably a good time to go and take a break and reconvene on the other side of these brief messages.
3: This is Sarah Ponta Rivera with
0: the Satanic Temple's Gray Faction. You can learn more about Gray Faction at GrayFaction.org or find us on our social media account on Twitter and Facebook.
3: And you are listening to the Godless Revolution.
1: Dear Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for this bounty and for, for this food. We, we pray that you sh- continue to show us uh, the guiding light through love and compassion. Blessings on the coffee, blessings on this delicious, sweet potato soup that is almost too spicy for me, but not in a hot way. And it's almost Middle Eastern Moroccan. We honor and pray for you. and Well, we, we don't pray for you, we pray... To you and God, look, pre- God impressed down upon us your uh, from your lips to our to us, Amen, Amen, Amen to that. That's great grace.
0: Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and to all our Patreon patrons. You make the show possible. Welcome back, everybody. We have had. Uh, a long break in between. Yeah. And I think we
2: talked for, I almost need to refill my drink again.
0: I think. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think the it's three of, one us, of those weeks. Yeah. I think the three of us are, are much more tipsy than uh, we were at the end of the first segment for sure. <laughs> um, so this episode, we haven't done just kind of a kickback relaxed episode where we just talk about bullshitty things that are on our mind. Right. And and things that we've received from fans of the show. And so we're going to do that this episode. Uh, we've we've had some fairly heavy in-depth topics lately, and I think it would be nice to just kind of relax a little bit. And I don't know, enjoy a few drinks and go over some of the stuff that our listeners have submitted by way of tweet and or on or in our uh, Facebook group. On the Godless Revolution community page. Yes. You can find it on the Facebook if you search for Godless Revolution. And there's our like main page that we post stuff to primarily. It's just, it's just there for, uh, when I upload an episode and it automatically gets pushed out to the page. Every now and then we post something out there. Uh, but the yeah. community has more involvement with people. It's, it's a group instead of our page, you know, how Facebook differentiates between the two. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but we have a few listeners who like consistently send us a bunch of fantastic stuff. Uh, and so I would like to give a little shout out to those people that would be like our, our main participants are Alan Furkanoff and Janet Uter and Ali Olson. So thank you guys very much for doing that and for, you know, being members of the community and sending us things that oftentimes we don't cover, but that I I still read usually when I have some time and appreciate you guys contributing. And so we're going to talk about some of those topics and articles that you guys have shared with us and the Godless Revolution community recently. Ooh, doggy. Was that yeah Oz? That
2: was Oz that and he's not even he's fucking upstairs, oh yeah, and you heard that he's got he's loud, he's boisterous.
0: so sarah's home now she's a, he's yeah, excited they're
3: they're back from their walk
0: <laughs> awesome I heard my cat
3: screaming a minute the go, but I think it was too quiet
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh so the first thing that we want to talk about uh during this segment is a story that Janet Uter had sent to us, she lives in Orange county and for those who don't know and don't live in California and aren't familiar, Orange County oh. is I don't know, it's like a red part of California. It's it's a little weird. There's a ton of mega churches there. It's I don't know, it's it's this weird mix of like hippy dippy stuff and quasi liberal stuff and really conservative and really religious things. It's it's a weird mix of people in Orange County for sure. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's
2: anything like the TV show. No, yeah, I was, oh, damn it, you beat me to a show. All right.
0: <laughs> or nope. the movie with Tom Hanks' son. It's a very eclectic collection of people and groups and organizations in Orange County that makes for some interesting news and headlines sometimes. Uh, so Janet had shared this story into or in the Godless Revolution uh, community on Facebook. This comes to us from the Orange County Register The headline says, with Tito Ortiz vowing to stay maskless, Huntington Beach Council opts to stay virtual. And then the the subtitle is, the council could begin in person with the public, but will remain on Zoom to avoid spectacle of police intervention.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, genderless.
2: Because because Orange County
0: voted (laughs) a dipshit in. Because Orange County, Orange County voted in a dipshit?
2: Yeah. I mean, if we haven't learned about one fucking pseudo-celebrity being voted in office being a complete dipshit, and then we voted in a second one, not we, them. <laughs>
0: people. Sorry, Janet. I, I just, I don't understand why so many people seem to think that, you know, having a bit of celebrity automatically makes you an authority or an expert on things, like especially running the fucking government.
2: Well, I mean, at the same time, they say fucking liberal celebrities, liberal Hollywood celebrities shouldn't <laughs> fucking talk <laughs> politics. Fuck you. And then a celebrity becomes president and a celebrity. Well, he's a uh, MMA, but he's kind of be more of a celebrity now.
0: Oh, well, yeah. he's Celebrity MMA. It's voted in. Yeah. It's
2: like you can't have it both ways. Either a celebrity is a dipshit who can't talk politically or they can.
3: Mm-hmm. don't make me give the sart quote again ryan <laughs> <laughs> they aren't consistent <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so calling for people- them on hypocrisy doesn't work <laughs> they don't hire <care. laughs> i know i know i
0: know so for people- don't make me get the sart quote <laughs> <laughs> so for people who don't know tito ortiz is in his mid forties, He's the
3: Jackson Five, right?
0: He's, yes, <laughs> wrong, Tito. <laughs> but he's he was born in 1975, January of 1975. So he's a, he's just like a year younger than me. He actually shares the same birthday as my oh. youngest child. But his is in 1975, and yeah. theirs is is much later. But so he's a he's an American mixed martial artist and now politician. Now? <laughs> his
3: face looks like it man
0: oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah one well, he's he's into mma so he's got the cauliflower ear you know and he's taken a lot of shots to the head which is probably Ooh, not the thing that you, great
3: for government yeah
0: <laughs> he's probably I mean, not the the one of the best traits that you want to look for in somebody who's going to be leading your yeah. government
2: someone who's had their brains beaten in for the last fucking 20 years <laughs>
3: God, That is. Yeah.
0: So. Yep. So this article that Janet uh, (sighs) sent to us says that if the Huntington Beach City Council begins meeting in person again, Mayor Pro Tem Tito Ortiz vowed Monday evening, March 29, that he will not or that he will participate without a mask. Quote, I'll show up and do my job. And if I get escorted out by police, that's you guys's choice. Ortiz told fellow members at a special council meeting. After that declaration, five of the seven council members voted to continue holding the council's bimonthly meetings remotely. I'm not going to allow a spectacle, said Mayor Kim Carr. Your plan is to create a commotion. Weird that a celebrity would be attention-seeking, right? Yeah.
2: And just Trump-loving.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, and and fucking ignorant of basic rudimentary science and health guidelines like yeah. this is fucking stupid uh the the article continues and says that by the time of of the 6 p m vote ortiz had signed off from the remote meeting for a previously scheduled commitment councilman eric peterson who also has declined to wear a mask at meetings did not attend so is it the case that maybe this guy will only attend if it's in person and he can not wear a mask so that he can spread his germs his and disease?
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I already know the answer to this fucking question, but why the hell do you run for public office and then not show up to the damn meetings? Because they don't yeah. like the way public office is being ran. Did you drop your beer, Taylor? No.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's one of those weeks. (laughs) Uh, The article continues and says the Huntington Beach City Council has met remotely since January, in part as a reaction to Ortiz's insistence on eschewing a face mask in defiance of city requirements. Yeah, because he's
2: a fucking moron.
0: (laughs) On January 5th, Carr confronted Ortiz about the issue outside a strategic planning workshop. A meeting was a meeting that was held in person, but with masks and social distancing. Instead of putting on a mask to enter, Ortiz zoomed from his car. Jesus, Jesus. Christ. Because, you know, oh. it's, it, it, it was too hard for him to human that day and be a decent person.
2: I mean, but was he technically in person? He's in the parking lot.
0: (laughs) With Orange County gradually reopening as coronavirus case numbers decrease, the City Council wanted to review how to conduct meetings in the future. City Manager Oliver Chai told the Council that under California guidelines, about 20 members of the public could attend meetings during the current red tier designation and as many as 50 once Huntington Beach reaches the orange tier. So this is, I, I guess they have colored tears as yeah. far as danger I hate levels. that colored
3: tear shit. That yeah. never made sense. When they did the whole fucking Homeland Security fucking terror threat thing back in the aughts. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Orange means nothing to me. Is orange worse yeah. or better than yellow or red? Like, no, it's well, numbers. I mean, numbers. It's, it's not a coincidence
2: that Bush became a painter. <laughs> he likes his colors.
0: <laughs> he understands colors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm colorblind, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm just glad
3: that those school kids were able to help him read that book on 9 11. (laughs) He was struggling there. Yeah, he
2: was. (laughs) Then they they tell him, like, hey, uh, we've got a problem. He's like, yeah, I
3: know, I can't read. So, don't you know I was in on a football scholarship? Come on.
0: <laughs> so you guys know that I've been super busy at work, right? And I'm training this new person that we just hired this week. Um and this person started well, was supposed to start with us on Monday, but the way that the way that IRS does its hiring and promotions and moving people around, uh Is oftentimes Fox- they don't The person who you've selected for a position doesn't even know, like they're the last, of course, they're the last person to know, but like they have absolutely no idea that they're supposed to be reporting to do something different than what they've done last week or the week before until somebody sends them a message saying, hey, here's some stuff for you to review. And they're like, oh, I guess I got that job I applied for.
1: (laughs) So oh, Jesus so, Christ!
0: So, so so Monday rolls around and I start sending off all of these emails to this new person who Your has joined guy. our team that I will be training. And there's radio silence for quite a while, and then later in the day, I get messages back that are just like, "Um, so does does this mean that I'm going to be working for you guys now? <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know, and I had to contact my manager and." It's an acting manager in this position right now because as things are currently, we've had a lot of people retiring and people being moved into positions as, you know, acting section chief or acting branch chief with the knowledge that maybe one day they will be made the permanent branch or section chief. But I
3: can't believe this. You've you've put me on the Jedi Council, but haven't made me a master.
0: <laughs> so it's so like this is unheard of. So a lot of people just like have no idea what the fuck is going on with personnel in their own section. Right. So and, and of course, we're all ro- working remotely, too. So it's not like somebody shows up to do their job and you're like, hey, who's this new person sitting in this desk over here? because we're working remotely nobody really knows where you're supposed to be right or or what you're doing anyway so it's been this confusing thing i think we've got it sorted out but yeah it's just it's just been it's been a challenge to make sure that this person is where they are and doing what they should be doing but it's going to be nice in that i will finally be able to offload some of my duties eventually very soon uh and this person seems to be uh looking forward to doing that. And I can't remember what got us started on this little tangent, but or got me started uh, on this tangent. Government is shit show.
3: It, yeah, any of the bullshittery of that local government, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh so, so the story continues and says his office sent out a questionnaire to council members earlier this month to gauge their thoughts on returning to in person meetings. Both Ortiz and Peterson conveyed concerns about mask protocols, Chai said. I'm disappointed that Councilman Peterson is not with us, Carr said, to let us know exactly what his objections were and to be part of the solution. Council members took turns explaining to Ortiz why they support mask wearing. Quote, (laughs) (laughs) quote, I'm not for rules. I'd be running up and down Beach Boulevard on my motorcycle at 100 miles per hour. Mike Posney said, adding that he wears a mask not, quote, to protect me, but out of respect for others. Carr called Ortiz's attitude, attitude almost selfish. I, you can Only remove almost. the almost. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how that could be almost selfish. I think he's trying to be polite.
3: <laughs> if you take the last, like, egg roll, you're almost
0: selfish. <laughs> 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 uh. This is a job, Carr said. We don't have separate rules for employees and elected officials. We're not special, but we have two council members saying, I'm not following the rules because I got elected. Ortiz argued that the 42,000 votes he received as a candidate in November indicate that many residents agree with his anti-mask stance. Quote, I fight for people who have the same ideas I do, he said.
3: He doesn't sound like a cocaine dealer. Yeah, I was going to say I feel a lot better about my like misgendered insult earlier now that you've got your like not so subtle Spanish or Mexican accent. Ortiz Ortiz yes, not the
0: worst bigot on the show this week. I'm reigning champion. Yay. Ortiz said he has been exposed to people with coronavirus, but despite his resistance to masks, has not caught it himself. Well, if
2: you don't go get tested, you don't know if you fucking got it.
0: <laughs> less tests, less cases. All right. Yeah. Build the well, wall. It's funny. The, the next <laughs> quote kind of confirms that. Uh, it says, quote, that's like saying every car accident. I've seen people wearing seatbelts, so I'm not going to wear a seatbelt. Dan Kalmick countered, calling such logic anecdotal fallacy. Claiming that Peterson and Ortiz, quote, want to be martyrs and make a political statement, end quote, Kalmick made the motion to continue meeting virtually rather than risk theatrics.
3: So actually, if I could be a huge nerd here, um, sure. actually, that's a survivorship bias, not a anecdotal fallacy. <laughs> um, there was a really good case back in World War Two where they started up armoring planes based on where the planes would come back with bullet holes in them. And uh, they didn't have more planes survive, uh, and they realized that the planes that didn't come back had bullet holes in places that were c- critical. So they started armoring the planes in those parts. Uh, <laughs> it's a whole ass thing, and we will be yeah. covering that in a soon-to-come segment uh, called Think Like an Analyst.
2: I'm, and, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm nerdy be- enough to know that same study, so don't worry. Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? It is. It's
3: fucking amazing. Yeah. It? Before I saw it, I was like... Oh shit, I never thought about it like that <laughs> Yeah, absolutely Because the things that barely survived Got non-critical injuries The things yeah. that did not survive Got critical Didn't. injuries So what they needed to do was up-armor the part of the plane That caused it to totally fail yeah. Rather than the parts that partially fail yeah.
2: <laughs> The things yeah. that got hit and brought you back Brought you back
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So they can survive ahead Yeah, oh man, good stuff but yeah. yeah, no, that's yeah, um, yeah, good. I, I am actually going to use that to like plug okay. a new segment we're going to be coming up with here soon um, called Think Like an Analyst, where we will go over biases and fallacies and heuristics and shit like that um, so that you can better understand how to um, think and overcome biases like Mr. Ortiz here uh, is obviously incapable of doing.
0: So look forward. To yeah, that. And,
2: I, and I'll use my firefighting skills so we can just analyze the situation and figure out the best way
3: to take it on. Yeah, absolutely. Do some do some risk management, <laughs> operational risk management. Oh yeah, there,
2: Ryan? <laughs> I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and my official title is management and program analyst, so I analyze things as well. Uh, the story concludes with saying that they're being held hostage. Uh, Posey commented, and then Barbara. Del Gliese? I am sure I yeah. murdered that pronunciation. That's, a, that's exactly how I would say it. Expressed chagrin over the ongoing mask debate. Isn't this ridiculous? She said, I imagine people are watching from home saying, here we go. Another circus in our city. And from what I understand, yeah, from what I understand from things that Janet has shared in the past. Yes, this is just one more circus in Orange County and Huntington beach, because it seems like that's the location for all the crazies in California to congregate and, and do crazy things.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I, I had a thought when we were going on our little tangent there for a second, all three of us work in different, completely different career fields, but in all of our career fields, there's a, there's a bit of risk analysis involved in it. Oh yeah. Excepting when I see these politicians, they don't take any of that into account. <sighs> uh, yeah. I, I was well, I'm going with more some like 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 the like we'll be covering here in a second, like the stuff going on in Georgia with the voting stuff.
3: What's what's the risk analysis there? Mm-hmm. Or is, are well, they the more kind of analysis is whether or not Republican voters will get reelected for- yeah. Yeah. Like whether or <laughs> so not is it self-serving down Democrat or Republican turnout? Yes.
2: But theirs is more self-serving versus what is the actual risk going on right now? And what do we have to do to alleviate that risk?
0: All right. Well, let's let's take a break now. And when we get back on the other side of these messages, we will be talking about a lot of the anti-vote shenanigans that are going on in Georgia. Hi, I'm Lucian Greaves, spokesperson and co-founder of the Satanic Temple. Check out my website, grayfaction.org, if you want to be disgusted and alarmed. You're listening to Godless Revolution.
1: Oh, shoot. Guys, I'm sorry. I should have done this earlier. I would like to say a quick little grace and welcome our new guests to the table here. Dear Lord, I just want to thank you for providing this bounty for us and continue to watch over us and our new friends. Rook, you don't have to do that now. We can... We're okay. You sure? They understand. Wait. So might not be for everybody. You know? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry to offend. If I no, no, you you're you're religious. That's that's mm-hmm. so um, cool. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty cool, actually. How do you rationalize, you know, scientific concepts such as, you know, string theory, big bang, you know, evolution, with something like Christianity? Actually, there's this book by Dr. Peter Tinkleton. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Uh, He's posing this incredible theory that when the Lord talks about days, they're actually referring to decades. Who cares? No one
2: gives a shit about any of that stuff. I'd like to
1: propose a toast. Yeah. Cheers to our new neighbors. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you.
0: If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the Twatter, at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Welcome back, everybody. We are poised to talk about um, Ms. Cindy Hyde-Smith of Mississippi, because she's kind of a terrible (laughs) fucking human being. Um... We were sent this story uh by a fan of the show in our Facebook group, our Facebook community, the Godless Revolution community. I'm sorry. I've had more than, you know, a drink this evening. This comes to Both us. Both of f- you deserve it. <laughs> this, this comes to us from Mr. Alan Firkenoff. Thank you very much, Alan, for sharing this with us. Yeah. Uh, The the story is published out on Raw Story. The headline says: Watch GOP Senator defends vote suppression by saying God doesn't want Americans to vote on Sundays. My guess is that oh, where's that in the Bible? (laughs) My guess is that she's going to argue that people are supposed to. Oh yeah, well here it is. So she's got a quote here. Um, the story says that the Georgia Republicans' proposal to ban Sunday voting is seen by many critics as a thinly-veiled effort to stop black churches from conducting souls-to-the-polls voter drives that helped Democrats win Senate elections in the Peach State earlier this year. However, Hyde-Smith argued that they are really only interested in obeying God's command to keep the Sabbath day holy. Quote, God's word in Exodus twenty eighteen. It says, "Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy." She said. Hyde Smith oh, also well, okay.
3: Separation of church and state. Go fuck yourself. The Bible yeah. is not a valid means of determining <laughs> government. So don't go vote on Sunday if you don't want to. But if I want to, yeah, I can do right. it. Yeah, right. yeah, your religion prohibits that. That's fine. I don't practice your religion. Also, yeah. let me buy beer on Sunday.
0: How about how about you yeah. not force me to follow your religious edicts, turd yeah. burglar? turd turd ha- turd person turd ferguson <laughs> quit while you're ahead <laughs> Hyde, the story says Smith also emphasized the importance of obeying god's views on sunday voting by taking out a dollar bill and pointing out that it says in god we trust on it and that senators oaths of office end with the words so help me god Mind you
3: necessarily
0: (laughs) mind you this is the same person who was sworn into office on a fucking Sunday working on a Sunday, sworn into office on a Sunday. Hyde Smith is also this oh I'm sorry, go ahead. (laughs) I was just gonna say, I mean, she's a woman
3: presiding over men, which the Bible clearly prohibits, Prohibits. so I don't even understand that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and this is the same person who, like I said, was sworn in on a Sunday <coughs> who who made such horrific statements that both Google and Walmart asked for their campaign contributions back yeah. from her. You know, most companies donate to... Tons and tons of political candidates. You know they'll donate to PACs, they'll donate to candidates directly. They'll they'll donate to both Republicans and Democrats because they want to have their bases covered, whatever.
2: And, well, and as many tax write offs write offs as they can get.
0: Right, right, because they can use they can use political donations as tax write offs. Right. So Google and Walmart both asked for their political campaign donations to Hyde Smith back after she. Said that if there were a public hanging, she would be in the front row for such a public hanging. Mm-hmm. President Donald Trump, no less, defended Cindy Hyde Smith in November of 2018, uh, on, by saying just hours before he was supposed to make cam- uh, Uh, before he was supposed to campaign for her, that she felt bad for past comments she made about attending a public hanging and that she was still respected in the Senate. Well, I know her. (laughs) I I know her, and I know she apologized and she misspoke. Trump said of Hyde Smith while answering reporters' questions at the White House before leaving for Mississippi. Oh, that's right. Hyde Smith is from Mississippi. I I, I probably left out that little detail. I've known for a period of time now as Senator, as Senator, Trump continued. She's been an excellent Senator. She's done a great job. She's somebody that's respected in the Senate. So she's a fucking trash fire. She's a, she's a walking garbage person. And now she's trying to disallow voting for black people on Sunday. As mm-hmm. part of the reforms in Georgia, she's defending the move to limit voting on Sunday, where a lot of black churches organize their souls to the polls drives for voting as a, and, and yeah. this is happening in Georgia as a direct response to Democrats winning runoff races in Georgia yeah. and taking over control of the Senate here in the United States.
3: Well, yeah, Hyde Smith can't handle that a black man and a Jew got into office.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure (laughs) that's blowing up her entire world. Yeah. Uh. This is the same person who also attended a segregation academy. She's She's like, I don't know how you can have any more glaring neon signs with arrows pointing at you saying bigoted racist. And, and I mean, pretend that people should believe that your innocent comments about limiting the power of black people to go and vote for their representatives is anything more I mean, than a display of your racist views. At, at,
3: on the plus side, I'm sure that during COVID, she hasn't had any difficulty wearing her mask because she's <laughs> so used to wearing a hood.
2: that's that's probably better than the joke i was gonna make i was gonna say she should just change her name to jim crow oh there we go
0: well and i should i should mention too that this is the same fucking cindy hyde smith that in november of 2018 was taken to task for quote unquote joking that liberal people shouldn't be allowed to vote She's made this is this is a continuing pattern of her trying to limit the voting options for people she views as different from her and having different political views. And so those those people who disagree with her political views shouldn't be allowed to vote in the first place.
3: Hang, on, hang no, 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 no All right. I'm doing my thing now. You made me do my thing.
1: <laughs> I saw it. You, you went all wavy
3: arm. they're fascists Mm -hmm. they don't want people who don't fit their ethno-nationalist christian fundamentalist bullshit white supremacist model of government to be able to vote or to have rights or to say anything to anyone because they are fucking proto-fascists that's what they are that's what she is And that's why they see that the demographic trends are continually running against Republicans. That's why they lost Georgia. And they know that if they don't eliminate rights to vote now, within a generation, they will not be able to win public office. This is the Hail Mary of a proto-fascist movement. Sorry, getting off of my soapbox now.
0: No, you're absolutely, you're You're absolutely correct. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've made statements to that effect. They've, Mitch McConnell has made statements to that effect. Uh, Lindsey Graham has made statements to that effect that if we don't limit people's ability to vote, Republicans will never win another election. Yeah. 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 Like they've said the quiet parts out loud several times in the last little while because they're terrified knowing that their base of support is a shrinking vanishing small minority of loud little fucking bigots. Yep.
3: Uh so do my quote thing again, right? Um <laughs> David Frum it was a former speechwriter of George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. Um the son, not the father. Um And he uh, also it's like it's like the Republican. uh, Jesus.
0: What's that now? George George W. is like the Republican Jesus. He's not the son. He's not the father. He's the son.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So so he also is. I want to say the editor at large of the Atlantic, but I could be wrong. Anyway, he has this quote that is amazing. He says, maybe you do not care about the future of the Republican Party. You should. Conservatives will always be with us if conservatives become convinced that they cannot win dem- democratically, they will not abandon conservatism. They will reject democracy.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're exactly seeing them do what's that happening. Yeah. yeah. Which is, which is exactly what's happening in Myanmar right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're rejecting democracy because the military Iran government has been there for the last, 30
3: years longer no longer if i no, it's close to 50 i mean i mean honestly the best since vietnam is hungary poland turkey yeah religious fundamentalists get into office and they purge the courts they purge the upper leader uh levels of leadership in the military they restrict voting rights they restrict freedom of speech and bam you have a fascism Mm-hmm. And it almost happened in France with uh, fucking Marine Le Pen and mm-hmm. uh, Front National. Um, it almost happened in Austria. It almost well, it didn't almost happen in Germany, but they almost got seats in parliament in Germany. Like there is a wave of right wing authoritarian, nay fascist parties right now in response to changes in communication with the digitization of the world, with globalization trends, changing how economies work, um, with lashback against progressive policies. And they are trying to deny people the ability to vote yeah. um, because they recognize that their outdated models of thinking are no longer popular. And if they can't restrict the people who can vote against them, no one will vote for them.
2: Mm hmm they are the threatened tiger or threatened animal in a corner. Yeah. Whatever violent animal you want to think about that's stuck in a corner right now. And they're going to violently lash out in any way they can to get out. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: And I I don't like the analogy. Some people say, Oh, these are the death throws, right? Like this is the, this is the last gasping breath of them. No, no, they can win succeed. Yeah. Yeah. If they win the Weimar Republic, prior to Hitler taking party in 1933, um, legalized being gay, which, like, keep in yeah. mind that, um, uh, oh my God, I'm brain farting his name. The guy, uh, who broke the encryption, um, oh, oh. In yeah, yeah. who ended up committing
2: suicide after being chemically mm-hmm. castrated because he was yes. homosexual, even though he basically yep. saved you during Alan
3: World War And that was England
0: 20 yes, years Yes, Alan later, Turing. Right? Yeah.
3: Thank you. Turing, Turing was basically killed by chemical castration for the crime of being gay in England in the 1950s, right? The Weimar Republic in the 20s legalized being gay. The Weimar Republic, prior to Hitler's ascension as Chancellor, was probably the most progressive government in Europe. Uh, Shit can turn around that
0: fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, dude. It- Honestly, were it not for the five hundred thousand plus deaths from COVID, I would be thanking the coronavirus and COVID nineteen for helping get Donald fucking Trump out of office. Because had he won re-election, the world would be a much, much different place.
2: Yeah, looking, yeah. at I would be worried about him going for his third election. Oh yeah, looking mm-hmm. at. Or just all, no more elections.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Looking at all of the harms that he was able to, to enact in the four short years that he was president and seeing how hard the Biden administration is having to work to roll back a lot of the damage that has been done. And a lot of that damage will be generational damage, right? It's it's mm-hmm. he's damaged institutions generationally that it will take yeah. 10, 20, 30 years to fix some of the damage that he was able to create and inflict in four short years. Had he had another four years, I I don't see that America would have survived as a democratic Republic. Yeah. 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 It, it would have been much, much different. Yep. And on that gloomy note, we want to leave you on a better note. So we have <laughs> oh. in story time in, in our very I'm limited amount my story, of
3: story there to Ryan's. I'll tell my mayonnaise story another time
0: in our very limited amount of time left. April fool's oh. day is tomorrow. And by the time our listeners hear this, it will have already happened. But Ryan has a story he wanted to tell about a prank. Well, I'm gonna I'm right now. I'm gonna have to say,
2: fuck it. I see we only got less than a minute left. In th- we got 45 seconds on the timer. It's gonna go a little longer. You're gonna get a little extra juice this week. i will be fine. So, y'all know I'm a firefighter. Mm-hmm. We all play practical jokes on each other from time to time, and sometimes it's not very practical. <laughs> so, uh, one guy I work with, let's call him Chuck. Uh, his name is Chuck. Um, <laughs> Weird that you would call him uh, that. <laughs> yeah uh he decided it would be fun to dump a a glass of water over my head and douse my whole uniform and get me all wet and i was like okay was it just like
0: while you were standing in a hallway or something like yeah yeah literally walking back to my
2: room he just got well he was fucking with me and then got me with a glass of water Hmm. okay uh Cause he basically said, if you don't do what I want you to do, I'm going to get you with this. I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm going to my room (laughs) and he fucking dumped a glass of water over my head and got me all wet. And I'm like, well, I said, Chuck, your name's going in my book. I'll get you back. Mm -hmm. And I pulled a Leon Neeson on him. You won't know when (laughs) it's coming, (laughs) but it's going to hurt. (laughs) it's gonna come it's gonna come when you least expect it i have a particular set of
0: skills
2: (laughs) so i have a bottle in my locker i keep at work of uh pepper extract (laughs) okay all right and it's uh are you talking like it's is it black pepper yeah black pepper rated at one million scoville
0: so it's not black pepper, then. Like it's, it's can't a can't possibly it, be black pepper. No, it tastes yeah. it tastes like black
2: pepper. So I'll I'll actually use it when I cook once in a while. Okay, like I'll put it in. Like I'll put like a drop in some water uh-huh. to make some rice uh-huh. to make the rice okay. nice and hot and spicy. Uh huh. Uh, but yeah, a few drops it fucks you up a little bit. Like it doesn't taste good by itself. <laughs> Um, but it's hot. Typically, it no, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, the first thing I tried, and I got a rule. If I don't know I got you, I keep going at you. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> Until so, I can confirm the kill, I'm going to keep
2: trying. Yes, I have to confirm the kill. <laughs> so the first thing I tried was I... Uh, took some uh, piece of paper towel and I put some of that 1 million Scoville extract and I put it around the rim of his water bottle so we've all got these uh, what is it called we've all got these uh, hydro flasks that we have at work mm-hmm. Yeah, or it should do us and I put some around the rim where he would normally drink from it on that and I don't know if I got him because I think he's got two of them I realized I'm like fuck I got a spare one So yeah, I know like I don't know if I got a kill there or not. So I mean, eventually he's going to get it, but he's going to get that, but I couldn't verify the kill. So about two weeks ago, I noticed he had some Pringles sitting in front of his locker and I'm like, oh, opportunity. (laughs) I grabbed like four Pringles out and I put like. (laughs) a good five dabs of uh, <laughs> 1 million Scoville hot sauce in there. Then put those five Pringles on back. Cause when you eat Pringles, you don't eat them one at a time. You grab like a chunk out.
0: Once you pop, you can't just... stop.
2: Exactly. Right. <laughs> and that's what I was banking on. He had already popped the seal on it, uh-huh. but there were, there were still a majority of Pringles left in the can. That's
0: road travel so food. Yeah.
2: I, at this point I have to go into my mode. All right. The deed's been done. I dropped the hot sauce in there. I need to go to my bedroom because technically we're supposed to be locked down, mm-hmm. uh, and lock the fucking door. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> I, he was pulling pranks all night that night. And I don't know if I got him because later on that night, the can of Pringles was no longer in front of his locker and I assured Like, I text all the guys on my crew, if Chuck offers you Pringles, do not take them. Yeah. (laughs) And they knew exactly what the fuck I did. But the Pringle can wasn't there anymore. I didn't find any trash can. And he didn't mention it at all. But my only hope was he wasn't driving home digging into a Pringles can and got a mouthful of hot sauce.
1: <laughs>
0: On his way <laughs> home, right.
2: <laughs> but being that I have not confirmed the kill, this story will continue. <laughs> I don't know if I got him. He did not admit to anybody putting like hot sauce to the, in his Pringles. Like to this day, you don't know? I don't know. This is. It was just like two or three weeks ago that I put the hot sauce in his Pringles. <laughs>
1: And, and you still don't anything. know?
2: I still don't know. Dude, you're leaving us hanging. I know. But here's the thing. It just means since I cannot confirm the kill on this, I have more opportunities to hit Chuck with hot sauce. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Chuck. That's what goes on oh in the fire God. station. Chuck, Chuck, Bobuck, <sighs> Banana Fana. <laughs> oh fuck
3: <laughs> I got into really big trouble in the first grade doing that really hot I sauce not, yeah yeah no seriously no shit so I didn't know that that was a bad word and <laughs> I just I did that song with that kind of thing and ended up with oh. that word and my teacher did the like my stars like and <laughs> the chest oh, my. Like, I can't believe you would say that and like Pearl I got clutchy. in trouble and shit and so, like I heard you said a bad word and I was like yeah fuck like I don't What's wrong with that? And she's like, You should not say that word.
2: And I was like, I've never <laughs> heard that word
0: before.
3: But it sounds fun to say now. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's what my parents do when they tell me to sleep in on the weekends.
0: It's a sound well, no, I make like, with my
1: mouth.
3: <laughs> I I literally never heard the word before and I got into like big trouble. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> For that specific song. Like that's that circumstance. I'll never forget that. It's oh, hilarious.
0: That's funny. Well, with that we have extended Past our allotted time for the show. Uh thank and you. Then some. <laughs> thank you both for participating tonight. This was nice. I haven't uh gotten drunk and recorded with people for a little while now. I I've not actually gotten <laughs> drunk for a little while now. And I'm I think this is my first drunk show with you. Yes, yes, I think it is. I am beyond tipsy. I've I've strayed <laughs> into the uh Dan is actually drunk now. Uh yeah, I'm I'm about there. Yeah. <laughs> well thank you both very much. Uh thank you, dear listener, for participating in our debauchery this evening. We appreciate you <laughs> a ton. Um but that will wrap things up for us today. Before we go though, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because they are awesome. You keep the servers
3: running, you keep the RSS feed blasting out over Podbean. Um. seriously because like all of us have day jobs this is not our full-time gig Um. and you have kept this going patreon supporters so seriously thank you
0: we appreciate you tons and tons yeah so that would be alan firth steven andrus
3: trisha weir two skeptical chaps vanessa
0: don't be a richard
2: ollie olson christy kalbach john mccullough tiffany hudson Sinead
3: Duffy. Steve
2: Cuno. Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Andrew Vodopich. Jeremy Goodson. All hail. Peanut
0: Buttra. I still like that. I, I'm jealous whenever anybody else says it because I just want to say Peanut Buttra. <laughs> <laughs> and you have. <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. Uh, Jeff Peterson.
3: Corey Ebert, Megan Mitchell,
0: Freethinker215,
2: Tim Jacobson, Janet Uter,
0: Savita Kuna,
3: Avocado the Cat, oh I love him so much, (laughs) Uh, James, thank you James, (laughs) Purple Dragon, Nico Gonzalez, Uh, Chad Pryor,
0: Patreon customer service sucks donkey balls,
2: and Hunter Grin. We thank you all.
0: Woohoo! Thank you all very, very much. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon patron, you can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode to get all kinds of fun and fabulous things, like early, ep- early releases of the episodes, extended versions of the episodes, bonus episodes, uh, extended outtakes, clips from the cutting room floor, all of that kind of fun stuff. Tonight we have for our patreon patrons uh an extended version of the show that will include a fairly extensive clip from the cutting room floor yeah as we were all just kind of bullshitting in between segments
2: as
3: we talked about the uh pay inequalities i guess you would say yeah Mm -hmm. minimum wage and all the bullshit associated thereof um if i could add in one more thing i really appreciate um the folks who have been posting on the uh facebook page in particular um alan Furkinoff, like i like to think that i study the far right a lot and actually amon bundy in particular um a a close friend of mine who's no longer with us um he he passed back in 2016 um was one of the people reporting on the bridge during the bundy standoff mm. with blm um, he was the guy who took the famous photograph of the guy aiming the sniper rifle from the overpass at the BLM, uh, uh, officers. And this is Bureau uh, of Land, a, Land yeah, Management. Not,
0: not Black Lives Matter. Yeah, that's a big photo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 Sorry. The the Bureau of Land Management. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Michael Flynn. I love the guy. Um, so no relation to the disgraced general, Michael Flynn. Um, <laughs> just a <say> name. <laughs> um, anyway, my point is, Alan, um, you made me aware of a fairly large right wing movement that, like, I should have known about. Um, so, like, two part thing submit stuff to the show because even though I know a lot of things about a lot of things, I can't learn new things that people don't show them. Right. And, and one of the problems I've noticed is people are like, oh, yeah, Taylor knows about the right wing stuff. So I'm not going to waste my time showing this to him. Like, he already knows. Like, no, that's how I find stuff out is when people like you, Alan. Um, submit stuff to the show. And then that gives us like whole ass show ideas. So please keep doing that. Um, we're going to make sure that we start covering that kind of stuff more often. I want to interact with you guys more. So submit show ideas to the Facebook page, uh, email them to the godless revolution at gmail.com. Um, interact with us, please. Cause we're uh, honestly, I feel a lot closer to our listening community than some of the bigger shows out there. So thank you. Sorry for, Platforming there, guys.
2: No, that yeah. was fantastic well, and very
0: well stated. Here. I
3: mean, as I say,
2: on top of that, we are actually working. Well, Taylor's doing, has done a majority of the legwork so far, which thank you for that. Um, is we want to bring a multi part series on Christian nationalism that's going to be coming up sometime this early spring, summertime, hopefully, but it's going to be a multi part episode going over Christian nationalism, which is a pretty big topic so it's going to cover quite a few episodes and we hope to bring some i mean i try to be funny (laughs) but uh bring a little levity to it but also bring in the fact that to show what is going on around the country that you might not be aware of and hopefully make you more make it easier to recognize things when it's happening to know what's happening and and
3: why they're happening kind of the same thing i was talking about um my friend my friend james uh new patreon supporter james uh reminded me that uh about the whole matt shea uh christian nationalism thing the biblical basis for war if you remember that Mm -hmm. and like i knew about it but i had totally forgotten about it and he was like hey if you're doing christian nationalism stuff that's it so yeah like be involved we're gonna be more involved um and we got some really cool shit coming up here over the horizon. So um, look forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm excited for the stuff that we're going to be covering. Me too. This has been a weird yeah. outro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank Please you guys wanted to make
3: people more aware of things going on.
0: <laughs> yes. Thank you guys very much. Thank you, dear listener for listening to the show and participating. Please go out. Rate the show wherever you can. Give us five stars. We greatly appreciate it. It helps other people find the show, makes them aware of us, and increases the odds that somebody else will become a listener as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm out. Bye?
3: Trans rights are humans' rights.
2: Taylor wanted to talk about more later
3: on yeah i thought
0: okay so so i'll edit this but let me fix this so i can so i can close it (laughs) out in in editing dude sober
3: dan (laughs) is going to be so mad at drunk Dan (laughs) for the job he's got later on this week probably
0: (laughs) (laughs) you'll be like fuck drunk dan is an asshole (laughs) that fucking guy makes so much more work for me (laughs) (laughs) I think it's about time that we head to a break. When we get back on the other side of this break, we're going to be talking about a thing. <laughs> <laughs> <This> is- <laughs> Fuck it,
3: we'll do it live. All right, here. Hang on. Where you- <laughs> right, from, from the you
2: If you the I bit of a little bit of a little a lot of liquid.
0: I'm going to do it. of got
3: another beer. I lost some of mine earlier. I got you. <laughs> yeah, determined. you of I don't know what happens. Some sort of gremlin is stealing people's beer. I did not drop my beer. It's a lie. Fake news.
0: (laughs) Every night, almost, when we go out and we let the dogs out and we're in the backyard, I look at the stairs and I'm like, god damn those are good looking fucking stairs i can hardly wait until people can come here in person and see my fucking handiwork of how awesome these goddamn stairs are because they're an amazing testament to me as a builder well i saw them
2: when they were a mess when you had all the backyard dug up and the tools out there and the saw out out yeah
0: yeah i'm excited that for you guys to see done. them in person
2: it made sense. Tito Ortiz being elected to office in Florida makes sense.
3: <laughs> Checks in
0: five. <laughs> Wrong Tito. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Still
1: good at moose. moose, in. And good moose in, in the woods. In. <laughs>